Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. With me, as always, is Dan. Shalom. Adam. Hello. And Aaron. Hello. It's Black Friday, so tis the season to be greedy, as most of you are out yuletide carroning at underpaid and overworked salespeople. Some of you acting like total assholes when you could be listening to us incorrectly picking football games for free. If that's a deal you can pass up, I guarantee there isn't a deal that will make you happy. I've worked a lot of holiday puns, so buckle up and drive safe. (laughs) Before we get to our week 12 picks, let's pick apart the meat of these Thanksgiving games. Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions. The Packers just green bean castle rolled the suddenly exploitable Lions. Here we go. (laughs) I'm already tired of it. (laughs) I don't want to call Jared Goff a turkey, but the last five days he hasn't looked great, and the Packers are beginning to find an offensive identity behind Jordan Love, who has risen to the occasion after national noise that he might not be the right guy for the Packers. Love and the Packers played loose and in control while the Lions looked like they are pressing and scared. Needing to score at the end of the game, Jared Goff just dumped off short passes when they needed chunk plays. Push the ball if you want a shot at winning. The Lions, with all of their offensive talent, couldn't or wouldn't, and now they will need to respond to the criticism coming their way. Yeah, this one was a little bit of a surprise to me. I did not expect the Packers to come out and start putting up points the way they did, and it kind of just snowballed for Detroit from there. I did not watch all of this game, but the final result is apparent and you know just from things i've read about it since then i believe your assessment is right that uh, the the lines do have a lot of questions that need to be answered now i didn't really watch it i was kind of in and out go pack i'm very glad that we did not pick the thanksgiving games and all i have to say is packers woo washington commanders at the dallas cowboys Ron Rivera shouldn't make it through this weekend, but he's going to as they just fired uh, their defensive coordinator. And this team is going downhill, and there's no reason to watch them anymore. But going to the Cowboys, for all of the crap Dak Prescott gets, he wins games that he should win. Would you love to see more in the playoffs? I mean, I wouldn't, No. but I'm not a Cowboys fan. But being a good quarterback in this league for more than two or three years is rare and Prescott has been solid over the length of his career. Dak and the boys will need to prove they can beat winning teams, but most teams struggle against good teams. The Cowboys will make the playoffs, so let's see what happens in January. Uh, Going into the game, I had my my heart uh, was for the commanders to pull a a miracle upset, Uh, but logically I knew that uh, the Cowboys were just too much, or had too much talent across the board here. And then I think Ron Rivera will end up staying as coach for the through the end of the year, and I think the firing of Jack Del Rio kind of cements that, as in uh, because well they do have some other people on their staff, but I thought he would be the most logical to take over if they terminated Ron Rivera. But instead, he's gone. So uh, I I thought the twelve and a half point spread was too big. I thought the Commanders were going to lose but cover, and obviously that didn't happen. Cowboys just keep putting up huge numbers and covering huge spreads over and over again. That one was a fun one to watch, but I'm not a particular Cowboys fan, but I, I do like a good pounding every now and then. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have picked the Cowboys in this game. Uh, nothing unexpected happened, so I've already put it out of my mind. 
San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Brock Purdy will be back in the MVP discussion, and maybe he should and maybe he shouldn't. But if he keeps playing this way, he will be an NFL MVP one day. And this is after he threw a pick six. And I feel this way because he threw a pick six, because a lesser QB would have been affected. A lesser QB doesn't make the throw across his body into a window that even Kyle Shanahan believed was the wrong throw. And not only did it pay off, it didn't even appear to be that dangerous of a throw that led to a Brandon Ayuk touchdown and iced this game. Now, thanks to the Packers, San Francisco is the two seed in the NFC with a potential chance to move up further next week. I didn't watch this game. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great game for a 49er fan, which I am. Um, liked uh, the first quarter, second quarter, and fourth quarter. Third quarter had me a little worried with uh, the Niners coming out a little flat. Offense couldn't move the ball. The turnover happened in that quarter. Then they righted the ship in the fourth quarter. And going back and looking at it and, and reading some other people's thoughts, you know, the words like complete domination were, were thrown out there. And that defensive line was just swarming all night. It may not have been as obvious early on, but they were they were putting a lot of pressure on Geno Smith all game. It was great to see. I hope they continue it. Big Brock Purdy fan here. I don't think he'll get the MVP at all this year. It doesn't matter what he does. He won't get the MVP, but he should be in the discussion. Uh, nothing particularly surprising about the outcome of this game, and it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a satisfying game, and I've already put it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't watch today's game. I don't know if anybody did watch today's no, game. No, just parts of it. It was a blowout, uh, so all I really want to say about it, it was a blowout for Miami, is that right now they're looking, they're hoping that Aaron Rodgers can come back. I think a lot of people would say maybe just shelve him for the rest of the season because the Jets are done. But I do think Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett need Aaron Rodgers to play the last couple of games to give ownership a reason to bring them back. I think they need to, this has been a poor year. They need to show that the quarterback situation is settled. And I do think that they need Aaron Rodgers to come back and play a couple of games. I don't know much about this game. Didn't watch it, didn't care about it. But the only tidbit I did take away from it uh, makes me feel that Aaron Rodgers should not come back and play until he's absolutely sure he's fully healthy because another player potentially tore their Achilles on the MetLife field today. One of the Dolphins' defensive ends is carted off. That's the only thing I've read about this game. But it uh, just goes back to highlight, you know, it seems to happen a lot more frequently at that stadium. Yeah. So uh, Somehow Tua got uh, injured a little bit. Not It didn't take him out of the game, but he got a huge gash on his arm. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures mm-hmm. online, but it was... It was all the way down to the, you could see the fat under oh. the skin. And definitely, and it was white, so it looked stitches. like bone. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty scary. I mean, he's a tough guy. I'd be in a ball crying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. On to the Sunday games. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Dan. In a closely contested battle, the Jacksonville Jaguars are predicted to leverage their offensive firepower to secure a narrow victory against the Houston Texans relying on their dynamic playmakers to outmaneuver the Texans' resilient defense in a high-stakes football matchup. That being said, I am taking the Texans to cover. So the Texans have averaged almost 500 offensive yards in the last three games. 
C.J. Stroud has the best quarterback rating in the league against the zone defense. Uh, for those two reasons and the small spread, I am taking the Texans. I keep hearing about this amazing rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, but I'm still entranced by Trevor Lawrence and his weirdly shaped face. <laughs> My math has the Jaguars winning by seven. That feels about right. Got the Jaguars. Defensively, these two teams are similar in yards, points per game, and turnover margin. This game is going to come down to the quarterbacks and who can make the most plays. And so far this season, C.J. Stroud is making more plays than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor has been fine this season, and this Jaguars team has been through more high-pressure games than most of these Texans players. But I've watched enough sports to know that experience in these moments means nothing. The better team and the more cohesive team will generally win this game. This is a home game for Houston, and I think they have more cohesion than the Jaguars. I'm taking Houston. Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Adam. All five of the Bills' losses this year have been by six or fewer. I think that's going to change this week. I could easily see the Eagles winning by more than a touchdown, so I'm going with the Eagles. My math has the Bills winning by three, but I think that's because of weeks two through four and the Bills playing the Jets last week. Other than that, the Bills have been pretty disappointing this season. The Eagles came through for me last week, winning by four, and I don't see why they can't do it again. Got the Eagles. I like to think that I'm a fairly analytical person when evaluating these games. I try to remove favoritism because I like winning money. That hasn't worked out for me, so I'm going to get greedy as I'm rooting for the Bills, and I will be selecting the Bills, but this is what the Bills need to do to win this game. Josh Allen can't turn over the ball, James Cook needs 100 all-purpose yards, and the Bills' defense needs to control the Eagles' running game. If they can do those three things, the Bills will win in Philadelphia. In what promises to be an electrifying clash, the Buffalo Bills are anticipated to showcase their potent aerial attack and stout defense, posing a formidable challenge to the Philadelphia Eagles. However, the Eagles, fueled by their home field advantage and a strategic game plan, are expected to mount a resilient effort, setting the stage for a thrilling showdown with the potential for unexpected twists and turns. I'm going with the Eagles, although I will be hoping to lose this one. Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Aaron. I know you guys scoff at my math, but I feel like this is the point in the season it gets pretty good. My math has the Chiefs winning by nine, and as far as I can tell, except for week nine, the Raiders haven't suddenly gotten good. I've got the Chiefs. There is something wrong in Kansas City, and it all centers around the receivers. The Chiefs should have beat the Eagles, but Marquez Valdez-Scantling couldn't hold on to a deep ball which would have resulted in a touchdown. The Chiefs' defense is what is keeping them in games and winning most of these games, but it is biting them against good teams. The Raiders are not a good team, at least offensively. I do believe Antonio Pierce should be retained as head coach and potentially Patrick Graham, who is running the defense, but this offense isn't great and it will need to be reassessed in the offseason. I don't know what they can do against this Chiefs defense, but it needs to revolve around Josh Jacobs. I think the Raiders keep it simple and thus will come away with a cover. In a showdown between AFC West rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs are expected to bring their explosive offense to Las Vegas, relying on the dynamic duo of Patrick Mahomes and their skilled receiving core to outscore the Raiders. Meanwhile, Las Vegas Raiders, fueled by the energy of their home crowd and a determined defense, are predicted to mount a fierce challenge, setting the stage for a closely contested battle with the potential for dramatic moments. 
I'm taking the Raiders. Did you chat GPT this? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to Google the, some of the uh, phrases to see what website he got these off of. But, yeah, you're 100% right. The chat GPT. I did. I only had a few minutes to do something. I hadn't looked at any of these matches. So I was like, let's go with Now, I did not let it influence my picks. All right. Personally. So that's why some of my picks are completely opposite of, of what it's saying. I particularly liked this one where it was the... Uh, you know, the dynamic duo of Patrick Mahomes and their skilled receiving core. Which has been one of the worst, worst parts of their team this season. So I don't know what the fuck Jet ChatGPT was looking up. But that's what we get. Well, There's two more of these, so uh, hang on. I'm ready. Despite the fact that ChatGPT is saying that the, the Chiefs have what, what, what dynamic the, dynam- what, the dynamic duo of Patrick Mahomes and their skilled receiving Anyhow, goal. they've they've struggled in the last three games. They haven't put up a score in the second half uh, in the last three games. The Raiders have a new energy about them with the new coaching staff. So I'm going to go with the Raiders to cover. I don't think they'll win. Baltimore Ravens at the Chargers from San Diego. <laughs> More greed here. I'm just openly rooting for the Ravens to embarrass the Chargers and finally force Alex Banos to fire Brandon Staley. Keeping it simple, Baltimore. (laughs) You got this. I got this. Okay. In what promises to be a clash of titans, the Baltimore Ravens are anticipated to bring their dual threat (laughs) prowess, led by quarterback Lamar Jackson, to Los Angeles posing a formidable challenge to the Chargers' defense. However, the Los Angeles Chargers, buoyed by the arm talent of Justin Herbert and their offensive firepower, are expected to counter with a high-scoring performance, setting the stage for an exhilarating game with potential playoff (laughs) (laughs) implications. I am going to Baltimore. (laughs) The Chargers are one of the worst defenses in the league. I don't understand why the spread is so low. Uh, the Ravens, I feel, are going to win by 20. I stand by my assertion that the Chargers aren't very good, as evidenced by their loss last week to the in-the-hunt Packers. The Ravens are a good team, and Lamar Jackson has indicated that his ankle is, quote, good to go. My math has the Ravens by nine. I've got the Ravens. And the Monday night showdown no one wants. Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Speak for yourself. Dan. In a divisional battle, the Chicago Bears are predicted to rely on their defensive strength and a balanced offensive approach to challenge the Minnesota Vikings in a closely contested matchup. The Vikings, armed with a potent aerial attack and home field advantage, are expected to leverage their offensive weapons to secure a crucial victory in this NFC North showdown. I'm going with the Vikings. The Vikings' defense is strong, which is going to make it difficult for the Bears to get anything going during this game. I see the Vikings winning by a touchdown. The Vikings have let me down numerous times this season, and the Bears have come through for me once or twice. I almost picked the Bears here simply because the Vikings are in the wildcard spot and the Vikings are just behind in the hunt. But in the end, my math says the Vikings are going to win by seven. 
The Vikings beat the Bears in Chicago earlier in the season by six. I don't see the Bears doing any better in Minnesota. Reluctantly, I pick the Vikings. You know, I just I don't think I can, you know, do anything better than what ChatGPT has. So I'm just <laughs> going to take Minnesota. There you go. Now, down the card, Jacksonville, one and a half point favorite over Houston. I'm taking Houston. 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 Jaguars. Indianapolis Colts, two and a half point favorite over the Buccaneers. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, Buccaneers. Colts. Buccaneers. New England Patriots, three and a half point favorite over the New York Giants. I'm taking the Giants. I also am going with the Giants. 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 Tennessee Titans, three and a half point favorite over the Carolina Panthers. I'm going with Carolina. The Panthers. Also the Panthers. I don't know. What's wrong with you guys? Titans all the way. Pittsburgh Steelers, one and a half point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm going with the Steelers here. I'm going with the Steelers also. Steelers. New Orleans, a half point favorite over the Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking New Orleans. New Orleans. Falcons. Falcons. Los Angeles Rams, half point favorite over the Cardinals. I'm sticking with Arizona. I'm going with the Rams. 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 Denver Broncos, one and a half point favorite over the Browns. Denver. Uh, Browns. Browns. Broncos. Philadelphia Eagles, three and a half point favorite over the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking Buffalo. Eagles. 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 Kansas City Chiefs, eight and a half point favorite over the Raiders. I'm going Raiders. 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 Chiefs. Baltimore Ravens over the Chargers from San Diego. I'm taking the Ravens. 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 And finally, Minnesota Vikings, three and a half point favorite over the Chicago Bears. I've taken Minnesota. Vikings. 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 And that's going to do it for this episode. It's the holiday season. Everybody drive safe.